Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Theater tonight, a play we've heard many times on the WRVO stations, Laura. But tonight it's done by the Screen Guild Theater. For your listening enjoyment, the Camel Screen Guild Theater brings you a strange and intriguing story played by the three great stars who made it such an absorbing hit on the screen. Transcribed from Hollywood, the Camel Screen Guild Theater presents Laura, starring Gene Tierney, Dana Andrews, and Clifton Webb. Me, I'm a cop. Murder, murder, and a dame's a dame. Personally, I never got mixed up with either. Well, I was put on the case of Laura Hunt. It was pretty much routine to start. I picked out the people who had known her best. And this Waldo Lydic had topped the list. Quite a guy, Waldo. Big shot columnist and radio stealer. The kind who just formal to have his nails spent. The kind who built styles and ruined reputations. The kind of guy I never liked. Yeah, he got a big kick out of doing things different. The first time I saw him, he was in his bath. If you don't mind, Lieutenant. Not at all. The world is rather soiling, I find. I believe once it walked it off fairly secretly. There's a chair there. Thanks. Nice little place you've got. It's lavish, but I call it home. I suppose you're here about the Laura Hunt murder. That's a fair guess. I have my notes here. Perhaps you would like me to read them. Perhaps. I'm overwhelmed by your enthusiasm. Go ahead. Very well. Laura was found yesterday, Saturday morning, dead. A shotgun charge fired at point-blank range. I was questioned by the police, and I stated, quote, On Friday night, Laura had a dinner engagement with me, after which she was ostensibly going out of town. He phoned and canceled our engagement at exactly 7 o'clock. Why'd you write it down? Please forget, I am one of the most widely misquoted men in America, and I resent it. Now, hand me that walk across to you. Thank you. As you probably know from reading my column, murder is a hobby of mine. I dare say you consider this one a little different. Sure. It's duller. Uh, I suppose you prefer the conventional gang killers, machine guns, and black sedans, and all the killing. Yeah. At least there you're dealing with real down-to-earth people. Lieutenant, I believe you're a proletarian snob. Here you have one of the most unusual cases. The only unusual thing is the addresses. Certain place in Park Avenue instead of Flatbush or the Bowery. Outside of that, some two-timing dame gets murdered in her flat practically every day. Dame? How dare you call Laura Dame? How would you call her? She was a woman of distinction, character, a lady. 
I'll have my towel, please. Mr. Leinecker, were you in love with Laura Hunt? Was she in love with you? Laura considered me the wisest, the wittiest, the most interesting man she'd ever met. I was in complete accord with her on that. She thought me also the kindest, the gentlest, the most sympathetic man in the world. I tried to be all that, too. Have any luck? Let me put it this way. I should be sincerely sorry to see my neighbor's children devoured by wolves. And my robe, please. Uh, thank you. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to do this. I think we'll talk first. Talk about what? About Laura. She's dead. Somebody killed her. That's neither new nor fighting anymore. Although, although what? Got any ideas? Hmm, it's possible. But I'd have to tell it to you from the very beginning. From the very first time I ever saw Laura. Go on. It was five years ago at the Hotel Algonquin. I was having lunch, alone, of course, when suddenly she stood before me, eager and excited. Mr. Lydecker. Well? How do you do? My name is Laura Hunt, and I'm with Borton Company, you know, the big advertising firm. And I'd like to talk something over with you, if I may. I scarcely need to explain that I'm engaged to eating my lunch. Yes, I know. But it's so hard to get to see you the regular way, and this will only take a minute, will you? Young lady, apparently you suffer from the common and feminine delusion that the mere fact of being a woman exempts you from all rules of civilized conduct. Oh, impossible. But here's what I wanted to show you. It's for the Wallace Playwright pen. My copy will pay you $5,000 if you'll just endorse it. I don't use a pen. I write with a goose quill dipped in venom. <laughs> but this is a very fine pen, Mr. Lydecker. Won't you at least consider endorsing? I'll neither consider, endorse, or use the Wallace Florey pen. And if you wish me to publish that statement in my column... Oh, no, you mustn't. The company doesn't know anything about this. It was my idea to see. Oh, indeed? Yes, honestly. I know they'd give anything to get your endorsement, and I thought, well, what's the harm in trying? Mr. Madison, it would mean so much. Young woman, you seem to be completely disregarding something more important than your career. What? My lunch. You know, it's strange. You write about people with such real understanding and sense. Sentiment comes easy at 50 cents a word. If that's how you feel, you must be very lonely. Will you kindly continue your character analysis elsewhere? You begin to bore me. You poor man. I'm sorry for you. Good afternoon. I was a bit annoyed by the incident, but the girl did have spirits, and she was very pretty. So that afternoon, I went to her office, apologized after a fashion, and offered to endorse her pen. That endorsement started her career. Through me, she met everyone, the famous and the infamous, and she captivated them all. But Tuesday and Friday night, she stayed at home, dying quietly, listening to my records. Those were the best nights. Until one Tuesday, she phoned and said, Waldo, I'm sorry about tonight. I'm afraid I can't come. Another day. Know who it was? I made my business to find out. Saturday, the office. She got her foot. And she'd fallen for him? That's a bold of expression. I wrote a column about him one day. I exposed him, ridiculed him, demolished him, all in my most amusing vein, of course. Of course. And that finished him with her, Billy. 
There were others at times that Laura's own discrimination ruled them out. Until Shelby Carpenter. Carpenter. That's right. He's on my list. Laura was going to marry him, wasn't she? Well, wasn't she? Perhaps. What does that mean? Maybe you'd better ask Carpenter. Maybe I'd better. Yeah, maybe I will. Believe me, Lieutenant McPherson, I'm as eager to find the murderer as you are. Laura and I were going to be married this week, you know. Yeah, so I hear. Funny, though, she should want to run out of town on Friday. Right before her wedding, you know. Out of town? She told me she was having dinner with Waldo Lidecker. Then why did she lie? Lie? Twice. To you and to him. She didn't have dinner with Lidecker, and obviously she didn't go away. Carpenter, you told the police you went to a concert Friday night. That's right. Alone. What did they play? Brahms first and Beethoven's night. Yeah, that was in the program. When did they change at the last minute? Played nothing but the day. Well, I, uh, I suppose I should have opened the booth. I've been working too hard. I was very tired. I didn't hear a note of the concert. I fell asleep. And I did not seem strange to you. No, I fall asleep at concerts myself. Carpenter, were you in love with Laura Hunt? Of course I was. I don't you. She's the most wonderful girl I'd ever known. The most wonderful person. She gave me a chance at a decent job when no one else would. And everyone thought I was just... Just a... I know. A male butterfly. Working there in the office with her. Being so close to her, I... Couldn't help but one another. And she loved me, too. We were going to be married. No matter what Waldo Lydecker said? He had nothing to say about it. He had no claim to it. No, but he wouldn't want to lose her, would he? Well, would he? Why don't you ask him? Yeah, why don't I? You know something? I'm getting to feel like a ping-pong ball. Lieutenant, there's no need for me to deny what I thought, what I still think about Shelby Carpenter. Last Tuesday night, I thought it was time for me to act. Laura had come from my place for dinner. The first time in weeks. And when I told her a few homely truths about the cat. Waldo, by stooping so low, you only degrade yourself. Laura, I simply told you the fact. What of it? I know it's for. A man can change, Charlie. He's part of his own affair. I only care about the present. Well, then. Speaking of the change, Mr. Carpenter, in the present tense. He's running around with a model from your own office. Her name is Diane Redford. Waldo, well, I can't despise him even after I've ever been. If I thought... Don't him... think. Just look. I believe you presented him with a cigarette case on his last birthday. A gold case. Rather valuable. Is this it? <laughs> from the pawn shop where Diane Redford took it after he gave it to us. I don't believe it. He may have needed some money and was too proud to borrow. Shelby, proud. <laughs> Perhaps that's why the pawn ticket was in her name. Waldo, I don't know what to say. Don't say anything, my dear. Not now. I'll expect you for dinner on Friday night. Well, that was the story right up to Friday night. 
when she phoned him and said she was going up to the country to think the whole thing out by herself. I couldn't do much more with Lydica then, so I legged it over to Laura's place to have myself a look around. That was the first time I saw the portrait. The one Jacoby had painted. It was up on the wall. I stood there looking at it. Seeing a lot of things, I guess. And then suddenly... It was pretty, wasn't it? Awful pretty. Huh? And not only pretty, but good. The kindest person I ever met. Who are you? I'm Jesse. I'm the maid. I come in every day. You still come? I thought I ought to clean up. All right, but don't touch anything in here. I want it left just the way it was. And then I was standing there, alone again, in front of Laura's picture. But after a while, I snapped out of it, told myself I'd have to get to work. So I started on a desk. Letters, date pads, check stuff, even a diary. I was getting to know her pretty well. I don't know how many hours it was. I guess I walked a few miles up and down that room. And when I lighted again, in front of her picture. Intriguing, isn't it? She told me caught her in a very rare mood. What are you doing here, Lydica? I saw the light on and the door was open. What's on your mind? I thought I might arrange for the return of my thing. What thing? That tiny bar, that grandfather clock at the door. I resent them to Laura. I should like to have them back. Everything stays right where it is. As you wish. Oh, I see you've been going through Laura's death. Any objections? Uh, only one. <laughs> I object to your applying to Laura's letters, especially those for me. All right. Those are the best in the bunch. Thanks. But I didn't write them to you. Haven't you any sense of privacy? Not when a James been murdered, I have. That word again. This person, did you ever know a woman who wasn't a dame? Yeah, one. But she kept walking past furniture stores to look at the parlor suit. He wasn't good enough, was he? He wasn't like Laura. <laughs> you know, when I came in, the way he was staring at that portrait, Laura. Miss Person, you're acting very strangely. Like a suitor who's come here with roses and candy. Drugstore candy, of course. Yet going. I'm busy. You know, Miss Person, you better watch yourself, or you'll end up in the psychiatric ward. I don't think you've ever had a patient who fell in love. Shut up. Enjoying a mild cigarette. Oh, mild, 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 mild
Okay, I'll run along now. But don't leave the house tonight. Don't use the phone. Am I under arrest? No. If anything happened to you now, I'd... I wouldn't like it. My mother always listened sympathetically and then taught me another recipe. Bacon and egg? Well, but make it for free. I've invited a guest. Who? Waldo Lydica. Have you told him about me? No. Why not? You saw what happened to Jesse. It's Bruce. That's the kind of guy I am. Bruce. It isn't funny. I'm not doing it for fun. impossible at all. 
to tell him all? What did he say? Oh, you know, Waldo. First he was annoyed, then sarcastic. And then he suggested lobster thermidor at the pond. Now get back to seven. You still think you're right? I don't know, Laura. There's a chance we had to take. Remember, if, if it does happen, I'll be standing by. I'll be right there behind the screen. Mark isn't here yet. Of course. Then I must conclude my business before he arrives. Business? Yes, this stands for the clock. It's mine, remember? You came for it now. But you can't carry it. You have to send someone. Laura, this clock is very special. The only one of its kind in the world. You see this hidden ring? Secret compartment. A secret compartment large enough to hold... I made a mistake on Friday night. I won't make one now. No, The best part of myself, that's what you are. You think I believe you to the vulgar of pawing of a second-rate detective who thinks you're a dame? No, Laura. Rather than that, I... Don't raise that gun. If you do, I'll let you have it. It wasn't too tough after I had all the pieces. It wasn't too tough to put them together. engagement, I believe. Walter, please. My congratulations, Miss Hunt. I hope you'll be very happy in Brooklyn or the Bronx, wearing an imitation fox and stopping for Paula's youth in the credit establishment. Just so you never regret what promises to be a disgustingly earthy relationship. Very well, Lieutenant. Shall we go? Magnificent work, and all of us are proud to share in that work by appearing here with the screen deal players. Am I right, gentlemen? Absolutely right. Dana not only agrees with Eugene, but like most impulsive young men, would like to improve on it. <laughs> well, not exactly, Clifton. I just want to add a word. It's about our sponsor. The camel people try to bring a little extra cheer each week to hospitalized servicemen and veterans by sending gift cigarettes to hospitals in various parts of the country. This week, the camels go to Veterans Hospitals, Biloxi, Mississippi, and Temple, Texas. U.S. Army Walter Reed General Hospital, Washington, D.C., U.S. Naval Hospital, Key West, Florida. The makers of camels have now sent more than 190 million camels to servicemen, servicewomen, and veterans. Happy smoking, fellows. 
Your free cigarettes are on their way to you now with the compliment of camels. Theater on the WRVO Playhouse, new acquisition from the Elaine Robinson Library tonight, and Laura. 